Hell Yes Lifers, is one of your goals in 2020 to become a Hell Yes speaker? Well, if so, then you'll want to grab a free cheat sheet I've put together for you. It's called Start With a Bang, Seven Tips to Help You Captivate Your Audience from the Start. Head over to hellyeslife.com to download your free cheat sheet right now. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast, where you'll hear inspiring stories and life lessons from amazing Hell Yes entrepreneurs who are running their for-purpose businesses and living their Hell Yes lives. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey there, Hell Yes Lifers. It's time for another episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. I am your host, Norman Bell. And today on the podcast, we have uh, Christina Duvarney. Uh, Now, Christina is the proud owner of Beautiful Disaster Clothing, a multi-million dollar brand that distributes confidence and self-empowerment through apparel with a purpose. According to Christina, Beautiful Disaster is not just a clothing brand, it's an identity. Now, Christina, welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast. Thank you, Norman. Thank you for having me. So, so uh, excited to have you on and hear your story. Um, we'll get into everything that you're up to, but I always like to start off by asking my guests, um, what is your Hell Yes? What is that thing that really lights you up and makes you come alive? My Hell Yes is moving further from pain and closer to happiness. That is my hell yes. Mm, Further from pain and closer to happiness. I think, um, I know I can identify with that. Maybe a lot of our listeners can as well. Um, And when did you realize in your life that uh, that was your hell yes, if you can pinpoint it or not? Sure. Um, I think it's probably always been dormant, uh, but it really came to the surface, I would say, about four years ago. Um, we've been building this brand in the pockets of our life for about 13 years, and there was a really big shift that happened about four years ago, um, and that's when the brand mission became crystal clear. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's. Uh, I I want to delve into that, but I feel like I want to. Let's go up to the thirty thousand foot view for a second and just um, introduce yourself and like kind of as as if I didn't just introduce you uh, okay. and just tell tell us about yourself and everything that you're up to. Sure. So my name is Christina Duvarney, and I am the very proud founder of Beautiful Disaster Clothing, which is a women empowerment brand. Uh, I run this company with my husband of almost 11 years, but we've been together for 17. Um, And we also have a fantastic business partner who started out as our graphic artist. And she's actually done all of the artwork for the brand for the last 13 years. Um, and we have an all-female team of warehouse bunnies, we call them. So <laughs> the girls that are out there, you know, picking the orders and packing the orders and shipping the orders and folding the clothing. Um, so we're very girl power over here. I also have a daughter. We also have a cat that's a female, and we also have a dog that's a female. So my poor husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. <Quite> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I just want to get my... Um, 
uh, note in for as far as girl power goes, I have a, a, a daughter as well who's about to turn 10. I can't believe it. Yes. Uh, and we have, well, we have two cats. We have a male and, uh, and a female, our, our female cats, Panther. Trying um, to balance it out. <laughs> yeah, they're really, they are very yin and yang. And, <laughs> but uh, we, we love Panther. We, we, theory, we have a theory that she's really the one who's running the house. So. Oh, the cats are always in charge. We're, we're, <laughs> their, we're their servants. Indeed, indeed. I love it. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's hear your story a little bit. So I, I did hear about your shift moment, but maybe let's go a little earlier back. And um, how does this come about that you uh, are, you know, a um, the owner of a, a multi million dollar clothing brand? And, and you know, maybe one of the reasons you're here is it's uh, the intriguing part of this is that there's this connection to uh, self empowerment and confidence. And um, yeah, to maybe uh, go as far back as you need to. Uh, to sure. Just- Sure. Well, I mean, gosh, Norman, I can remember back, I don't even know what year it would be or how old I would have been, but a very poignant moment was um, when Michael Jackson Thriller, when that that um, cassette came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember getting the cassette and a t-shirt for Easter in my Easter basket. And that was the first time I ever customized a t-shirt. And me, I put it on. It was too big. It was just not fitting right. It just wasn't me. So I went and got scissors and I cut it up and I tied little bits on down the sides and I put little slashes in the back of it. And um, as soon as I did that, I remember friends wanting me to do that for their clothes. So we would take, you know, any regular old T-shirt and um, make it so that it represented us a little bit more. So. I think going back, that's how I can pinpoint. I just had something maybe innate that mm-hmm. came out as far as wanting to wear clothing that made me feel more me and not just mm-hmm. off the rack, you know? Yeah. Um, so fast forward like at least a hundred years mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and um, I actually created a brand, Not Beautiful Disaster, and started printing t-shirts. And I always wanted my brand to be cheeky and cutting edge and go a little bit against the grain because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've always been told that I'm too loud and I'm too aggressive and I'm too intimidating. So all these very off-putting things. And it's because I never really felt like I fit in anywhere. Um, it wasn't until much later that I realized I was never meant to fit in. Um, so I created a brand and that brand was called Hanky Panky Apparel. (laughs) So it was a little cheeky, a little flirty, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm 20 at this point. So, um, and then I got a letter that that company already existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I learned a really valuable an expensive lesson about trademarks and that there's actually things you have to do if you want to be in business. Like there's steps that you have to take, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. So I changed the name of the company to good girl, bad girl. You see, I've always wanted this juxtaposition of good and bad, right and wrong, um, you know, pain and happiness. Like there's always just been the yin and the yang to reference what you said about your cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I changed the name of the company to good girl, bad girl, and we shortened it to GGBG Mm -hmm. and that brand really took off. 
<clears throat> I was able to get some celebrities wearing it. Uh, it was actually featured on some of the top reality TV shows that were going on at that time. Things were really moving in the right direction and it was really exciting. And women liked the brand because it described them. I'm good and I'm bad and it's okay. I'm not afraid to tell you that or to put that out there. And then I got a letter from P. Diddy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know who he is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or uh, actually, why don't you tell, I mean, I, I vaguely know who he is, but just yeah. for anybody who doesn't. So Sean Combs, Sean right. Puffy Combs. Right. Well, his l music label is Bad Boy Entertainment, but he also owned Bad Girl. And because my name included mm -hmm. the words bad girl, I got a letter threatening a lawsuit. The very next day, I got another letter from BCBG. Oh, boy. <laughs> which is another large company uh, for likeness because it sounded like BCBG, GGBG. How yes. CBGB got away with it, I'll never know. But anyway, that's a whole right. other story. <laughs> <laughs> so it was happening again mm. and it was these moments of what the heck like every time i feel like i have a little bit of momentum something happens and it sets me back you know i i get ahead a couple of steps and it sets me back and i remember having a conversation with myself and my husband about how representative that was of life mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. reality mm -hmm. and we really made a decision that we couldn't let it stop us. We would have to keep going, just like the philosophy that we would use for any other challenge that pops up in life. You know, what are you going to do? Just give up and quit? Well, you can. Well, that's not going to net us a very good result. So we changed the name again. <laughs> and when we, came, when we came up with Beautiful Disaster, we thought, oh, there's no freaking way we're going to get Beautiful Disaster because it's a song and it's just something people say like it's it's too popular there's no way we're gonna get it so this time we hired the best attorney you could possibly find and we got it we got it in uh, multiple different categories uh, that way we were protected for any products that we would develop and that's how beautiful disaster was born out of failure literally out of yep. failure yeah, nice. And you just kind of kept, that's right, you know, like hell yes lifers out there. Um, you, I think we've, you, you, we've uh, heard this from multiple people's, multiple guests stories, but you know, you, you have a choice every time you have a, a failure or a, uh, a setback, you can either yeah. let that be the final setback or you can, you know, I don't know. There's all kinds of things to say here, right? Yeah. It's just like fell forward, right? So Absolutely. just, uh, yeah, yeah. It just kept going. And it sounds like three has been a charm for you. The third, three, third yes. Time. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, there's definitely been uh, many micro failures and, you know, uh, hurdles and challenges and things that we have to go through, you know, on a daily basis. But changing the name to Beautiful Disaster and kind of leaning into everything that we went through really was this beautiful disaster and giving this brand that story of born out of failure mm -hmm. put a crack in this window that I, I never knew where it was going to lead us to. So looking back, it's like, it was all on purpose, Yeah, but we only get that in hindsight. Right. You know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It'd be much easier if somebody told you, don't worry. You're, it's all, it's all happening because you're going to be over here soon. If we just right. could hear that. <laughs> yeah. That would spoil it if we knew the ending though. Right. Yeah. So we just need to kind of uh, go through the journey. Um, uh, yeah. That's interesting. It's, it's, it's come up uh, with uh, other conversations with recent guests, this, this idea of, you know, you don't, you don't at the beginning say, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I'm going to get to, you know, to this, this specific place. It, it just develops organically and one thing leads to the next. And then you look back and I think like Steve Jobs said, you know, it's only looking back that you connect the dots that it's, it's like, wait, true. somebody wrote this story here. Who wrote yeah, this? It's, it's very true. And I think it's so important for people to continue to hear that message and yeah. really absorb it because I can't tell you how many people, you know, come to me now and say, well, can you show me what to do? And it's like, well, I, I can show you some things to do, but everybody's story is going to be so different. And if you don't go through those organic failures, it's, it's almost, it's almost not, it's not as easy. I know that sounds so weird, but mm -hmm through the failures, you learn so much that it actually gets easier. Right, right, you know? right, right. Yeah, yeah, that uh, there's no, like, there's no shortcut through, you know, past them. Like, oh, I'm just going to go, I want to just go right to success. Forget yeah. the failure part, yeah. Although, I will say that now you don't have to do what we had to do over the last 13 years. I mean, with the boom of the internet and, you know, platforms like Shopify and Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all these things. Like there's definitely some shortcuts that I didn't get to have. You know, we were from the school of pounding pavement. I mean, we set up a booth at every tattoo show, music festival, <laughs> county fair, freaking wherever we could pop a booth up to get the word out about our brand. So yeah. it, it is easier. <laughs> it's easier yeah. to get there faster. Right. You know, so that's, yeah. you know, we, we put in a lot of, uh, sweat equity, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. And, and I think later in the conversation, we might drill into like some of what's, you know, obviously you've had a lot of success and sort of like maybe a few tips for, for, um, our business, our, our hell yes entrepreneurs out there who already have their business going, um, you know, that, that some things that have worked for you. Um, I did want to ask a bit more about the, um, this kind of self-empowerment uh, piece of your brand. And it sounds like there's, tell me a little bit more about this. So it's sort of like when, when you made the, the change to beautiful disaster, it sounds like there was a, you, you know, you've, you've developed a tribe around this, right? Yes. Or there's an identity piece to this. Yes. So tell me more about that and, and the people that are identifying with this. Sure. So as soon as we renamed and rebranded, it was just a short amount of time where we began to notice something very different from when it was good girl, bad girl, or hanky panky apparel. Mm -hmm. And what that was is, like I said, we would set up our table at shows. It was listening to what people were saying when they walked up to the booth and started looking at the products. Mm -hmm. They immediately would say, oh, this reminds me of, you know, Amy. Or, oh my gosh, you know, my sister would love this. You know, God, she's been through hell and back. And all of a sudden, we began to notice, wow, people are identifying with this. It's not just a cool print or a cool font or a cool design. Like, it really means something to people. And we knew it meant something to us. 
but you never know yeah. if what you think is good is what other people are going to actually be able to, you know, appreciate and identify with. So as soon as we really started listening and uh, it just, it just took off. Remember I told you there was that crack in the window. Yes. As yeah. soon as we began to notice the common thread of the beautiful disaster buyer was that feeling of wearing it like a badge of honor or like a badge of courage because they could identify with being a beautiful disaster or going through beautiful disaster moments in their lives. And we began to talk about it that way. I mean, complete shift in our business. So we went from being a cheeky brand to being a story brand. Mm. And that was the moment that shifted our business. Got it. Yeah. Got it. A story brand. I have a little bit of a, a background with storytelling and actually teaching some storytelling workshops and so forth. So I, um, I, I, I think maybe on a, some level I'd realize like, oh, yeah, that's what's going on here. But for yeah. you to say it that way, it's like, oh, yeah. it's a story brand. Okay. Oh, no. it's uh, and, and we really, you know, first we put our toes in with using those sorts of marketing messages. And then we started getting emails of women who wanted to share their stories with us. Mm. So that began our blog. So mm. on the blog we share, I mean, we have hundreds of stories of real beautiful disasters that have written in and have shared their story. So we've started the blog. As soon as the stories became tangible with the women, again, another, another shift happened in the business. Then we decided to open up a private group because I would get emails. I want to share my story, but I can't put it in public. Yeah. So we opened up a private group um, so that women would have a safe space to share their stories, get encouraged and hope and suggestions and support and pity if that's just what you need right that moment. Yeah. And we have um, almost a hundred thousand women in that group now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So you really had this, um, yeah, I've had a few other guests that have had this sort of a thing that there's some, something that, that people really identify with and, uh, and gravitate to it like a magnet, right? Yeah. It's like, this is, this is for me. It is. Uh, I'm just curious, is that a Facebook group or is it something? Yeah, that's, a, that's a private Facebook group. Yeah. We also have a public Facebook group, which has another, I want to say 40,000 or so in it. That's the public group. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where people are willing to share publicly so that anybody who might be watching because it's visible, you can't, nothing's visible in the private group. Yeah. So the public group is for people that are willing to share so that for somebody who needs to read it, they can receive it, you know? So it's not always that you have to be engaged in the group. It's just that it's there and you have this way to, identify and connect with what other women are saying because you know none of us are perfect mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beautiful disaster is absolutely disrupting the narrative of perfection it mm. doesn't exist we all have a story we all have our traumas and it's time you know it's it's time for us to to know that that's okay because there's nobody who doesn't have a story <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I want to tread sensitively here, obviously, you know, not, not uh, going into detail about any one particular person's story, but um, what, is there any, a way to talk about the, 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 what, what you're seeing coming in from people? Is there a common 
thread there. I mean, I, we talk about this on the podcast too. Uh, you know, this is a personal development podcast as well as a, as a business podcast. And, and we're, we're a kind of a personal development clothing company. Like it's, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not too different, just different, right. different mediums. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, is anything you can say about what you're seeing come in um, as far as their stories or, or things that are, uh, they find yeah. helpful, et cetera. Of course, of course. Um, a lot of domestic violence. That's probably, I would say, uh, one of the biggest topics that's going on um, in the private group. <clears throat> a lot of women who they just don't know how to leave. They they just don't know how to leave, and it's pretty incredible when you see the comments and the connections that start happening in those threads of women who have left and women who really can offer. I mean, I've seen full on plans laid out. You know, when this happens, do this, start to put away this much money. Da, 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 da. Like, I mean, this is real life changing stuff. It can be life saving stuff, you know, that's going on in this group. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, loss and trauma. You know, there's people that talk about the loss of their children, something that I, I can't even fathom yeah. in my life. Um, it's, it's everything. It's, there it's everything. Yeah. I mean, even, even on the micro level of, I don't feel pretty today. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to leave the house today or I'm being judged by my husband or, you know, we haven't had sex in a couple weeks because I put on a few pounds. I mean, you name it and we're talking mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. it, the encouragement that happens is, really something to be seen. You know, I, I wish I could show it off mm, to, say, right, right. to say, this is what hundreds of thousands of women are doing for each other. Mm -hmm, Anybody mm -hmm. want to catch a clue? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. This, is, this is what we should be doing for each other, not tearing each other down. So it's really magical to see what's going on in these groups. There's some real healing going on and I participate and I've been very open and honest with them about, you know, some of the things that have gone on in my own personal life. And while I haven't suffered from the loss of a child or domestic violence, um, you know, I did lose the very closest person to me in my entire life in a really bad car accident about four years ago. Mm. And I had never felt anything like that. And I wasn't prepared for how that felt. I didn't know how to navigate it. And I knew right where to go. I went right to the beautiful disaster tribe and even just reading stories made me feel like I didn't have to navigate this territory by myself. Like it's just, I can't speak highly enough about it. It's pretty incredible what happens in there. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And um, yeah, I should say from my own perspective, I've done a lot of work on myself, including going to like, you know, in-person support group meetings and so forth. And, and so I feel blessed to be, have, have been in environments where people are sharing honestly about what's going on with them. Because yeah. if you can look at, if you just look at your Facebook feed, your regular Facebook feed, you might think as, as a lot of people seem to do it, that, oh my God, my life doesn't measure up to how everybody else's great yeah. life seems to look. Right. So yeah. it's great to have a, a private place to be able to share what's really going on. Exactly. And guess what? Everything, everybody's got something going on. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's no, all really... like reality TV is like on your newsfeed, but then like real life is in this private group. You know, it's like yeah. 
it's very odd, <laughs> it, you know, that we can be really real over here, but not over here. Like there's rules to realness, which blows my mind. Well, yeah, and even reality TV, what does that even mean anymore? Like, it's not real, like, it's not real yeah. life. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very strange. Um, well, I really appreciate that you're, that, and another thing about this is, again, uh, like other people I've talked to recently, it, this sounds like, you didn't plan this, it just oh. sort of organically developed. You know, you, you went through this process with your brand names, and then, you know, people, you started to notice and, and yeah. so, so forth, right? And that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. We look like we know something everybody else doesn't know. But really what we did is we figured shit out as we go. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. literally, if somebody said, what's the secret sauce? It's grit. It's literally being able to walk into a situation you know absolutely nothing about and figure it out. Yeah. That's it. That's the magic sauce. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I, I, I um, well, I've identified, like, I have names for these parts of myself that show up and a lot of with entrepreneurship is like hairy headlights. He's got, he's got antlers. He's like a deer in the headlights, right? And, uh, and it's just like being able to be with that, you know, like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And then to kind of keep moving forward instead of just freezing and, and giving up. Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'll never forget when we really first started kind of getting things going. Uh, I got an email from the buyer for Hustler Hollywood. And at that time, Hustler Hollywood had, I think, seven or eight stores across the country. And they said, you know, we have our main offices in Los Angeles. Could you, could you show us your line and bring us your line sheets tomorrow? And I went, oh, shit. Like, what's a line sheet? I had to Google, like, what's a line sheet? Mm -hmm. And that's just an example of you figure it out as you go. Yeah, the email yeah. reply was, yes, we'll be there, <laughs> you know? And then as yeah. soon as I hit send, you know, here we are in this mad rush to figure out how to create a line sheet and what does that mean and put together the look and the line. Right. And they sold us in all Hustler stores for almost two years. Like, oh my gosh. You just, you just figure it out. You just figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah as things come up. Um, so let's see, what else do I, you know, how does it, how, is there anything you could say about how this has changed you from, you know, this, I, I guess we're talking about this period where things really shifted for you and the brand, um, where you, you know, maybe up to a certain point, you thought you were running a clothing company, um, yeah. which is great and, and a lot of fun, but that it's become this, you know, something that's really integral and really important in, in a lot of women's lives. Absolutely. And, and it ties back to my, my hell yes about moving closer to happiness and further from pain. While I had always created, you know, clothing brands and different designs that were cute and cheeky, they lacked depth. Mm -hmm. And I found it difficult to really connect with the brand because of that lack of depth. And it, I can honestly say, it, I was, I don't wanna say one foot in, one foot out all the way along, but I was definitely teeter-tottering on like, what does this all mean? Like, you know, what am I doing this for? Um, until it became beautiful disaster. And when it became beautiful disaster and we began to listen to what it meant to people, my hell yes was hell yes. This is the meaning. This is the depth. This is the mission that I have been waiting for. 
-hmm. So it wasn't, we didn't write a mission and then create clothing. We created clothing that started a mission. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't crafted. Yeah. It was totally yeah. organic. Yeah. The mission and it found was, you. It was just what I needed. It was that hell yes moment because it was like, this is what I can sink my teeth into. Mm. This is confidence hanging in somebody's closet. This is going to make a difference. I love you that. know? Yeah. Confidence so, hanging in someone's closet. I like that. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I love that. The, the, uh, the power of a kind of a story brand, as yeah. you said. Um, okay. So I want to, I always like to uh, think about our listeners that are out there and yeah. regardless of, uh, you know, who the guest is and what their, um, you know, what their passion and purpose is uh, to, to, you know, think, think about the people who are out there who, you know, there are different stages in their journey and maybe there's, uh, there's two, two different possible people I want to address. And the first one is they don't, you know, they're, maybe they're listening and they don't quite know what their purpose is, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe they have a glimmer of it, but they don't know how, how would I ever do that? You know, mm -hmm. one of the reasons, one of the things I like to think of people listening to the show is it gives them some inspiration, like, Hey, you know, if Christina can do that. Maybe I can find my yeah. beautiful yeah. disaster or whatever. It is. Yeah. So what, um, is there anything that you can say to a, a, someone who might be in that stage of their journey, as far as mindset tips or just anything that might help them, um, you know, move forward on their journey? Gosh, you know, anybody who just has this burning desire inside, but doesn't know where to start, doesn't know, you know, what exactly to do. I say experiment with freaking anything and everything. If, if you feel like, you know, I'd really like to, you know, create dog collars, start. <laughs> and it's okay if you're like, you know what? I don't think I like dog collars. I want a hot dog stand. Start. Like, <laughs> I really, yeah, I really believe entrepreneurial ADD can absolutely be a benefit. Mm. So a lot of people hold on to, oh, but if I start something and I don't finish, I'm going to look like a failure, yeah. right? No. Like you said earlier, if you're failing forward, you're not a failure. It's like college classes, right? You have to pick all your classes. You don't know if you like them. You don't know if you like them until you go. So then you drop your classes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't think that's weird. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All of a sudden, mm -hmm. we think it's weird for an entrepreneur to pick some things and try it, but not see it through. Mm -hmm. You know, now, if you've tried 20 things and you're not seeing things through, I would take a deeper look at that. But pick those, you know, narrow it down if you can to the three things that you're interested in and try all three. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I, I say... There's no amount, there's no, there's no amount of preparation that's going to say, okay, I'm ready. There's never going to be the right time. There's never going to be the right amount of money. Like just start right where you are. And if you figure out it's not what you want to be doing, that's okay. Mm. Try something else. I like that. That's really freeing. Um, as somebody who I consider myself a multi-potentialite and I often, you know, speaking of hairy headlights, just sort of got it like, oh, should I do this? Should I do this? And, yeah. and just, just, uh, so hell yes, lifers out there listen to Christina. Obviously it's worked for her. You know, she had several, you know, like, Oh, this didn't work. This didn't work. And now look where she is. Right. She fell yeah. forward and now she's, she's helping millions, uh, you know, thousands of people. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
So that is great. So that's great. Just try different things. And then, um, and then I also like to think about maybe people who are maybe further along in their journey. Maybe they're kind of like in your, uh, what was the name of the first one? Hanky Panky, you know, yeah. like, or whatever it is early in their, um, their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, just to give some, maybe some, a little bit of tips about what, what has worked for you? You know, what, yeah. what things that uh, are kind of behind the curtains. Sure, sure. It's, I I think of this as like what I could tell myself if I could go backwards, you know, that might have saved me some time and money. (laughs) Um, Reverse engineer. You've got to reverse engineer your customer and your business. So you have to work backwards. Why am I doing this? Who am I serving? How am I going to serve them? How do they want to be served? If you, you know, this is, this is where I got stuck. I made a clothing line because I wanted to wear it, you know, and that was fine in the beginning, but that's only going to get you so far. <clears throat> it wasn't until we really found out who our customer was and what she needs that we were able to create a line of products and accessories with meaning so that she gets what she needs. So no matter what you sell, I don't care if it's Arbonne or plastic bananas, you've got to find out what motivates that person to buy your product. And it's always going to be an emotion or a fear of something. So you've got to do that psychological deep dive on your customer. And that takes reverse engineering them. And in order to do any of that, you've got to listen to them. So I would ask so many questions to your customers. I would survey them. I would interview them. You've really got to get good at figuring out why they buy what you sell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. I'm going to get a little into the weeds on that one because, you know, I'm just in the process of developing what all the stuff that I'm doing. And um, this is another one of those places where I get a little bit stuck because everybody talks about, okay, find your target audience. Like who's your target audience? you know, get to know them, like, you know, their name, demographic, everything about them. And then, um, you know, with your, with your brand, it sort of developed organically a bit, Mm -hmm. right? So you, you, you changed the name to beautiful disaster and then they started kind of coming to you. Um, I, sometimes I feel a little bit blocked about like, wait, I can't really move forward until I, re- you know, really understand my customer. Mm-hmm. And then again, I'm in that headlights place. Do you, do you have any, anything to say about that? Um, you know, engage, you just have to engage yeah. with, yeah, you just engage and you listen. Yeah. I can't say it enough. Like, you know, now I'm blessed to have a group with a hundred thousand women where literally I can spend three hours just reading their conversations and I know what deliverables they need, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So that would work for you too, Norman. You know, you can reverse engineer, like, you know, where your customers, what they're talking about, because they're engaging with certain topics, you know, go look at other conversations about those topics. And I think you'll be able to pick up tidbits on what your listener needs. Mm -hmm. And as far as um, narrowing down audiences, I can't tell you how many people have asked us over the past 13 years, well, you know, tell me your, tell me your demographic. What age is she? What race is she? How much money does she make? Where does she live? Does she own a home? And I answer it the same way every time. We don't have a demographic. 
And they go, well, what do you mean? Everybody has a demographic. I'm like, no, because that's where we're different. We have a psychographic. Psychographic. Boom. That's exactly. Boom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you're not focusing on a demographic because that's where you get stuck. Yeah. You've got a psychographic. Yeah. You've got a pod of people who crave knowledge and inspiration and tangible, actionable steps that will actually move them further, you know, towards happiness and further from pain. I mean, Mm -hmm. to circle it all back together. So let go of demographic. That'd be my advice too. Yeah. 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 I've thought that of that too. I mean, I I talked to somebody who said, well, hell yes life. It doesn't everybody want to live a hell yes life. And then I started to think about it, uh, you know, more recently. And I was like, well, no, not everybody does want to live a hell yes life. People, a lot of people are perfectly happy living pretty so-so lives. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like to live a life of passion and purpose actually might be a psychographic. Yeah. So a hundred percent it's, it's, you're in, you're in a, a different mindset when you're, you're open to it and you're actively seeking it. And I believe the people that are in that mindset and are consuming, you know, um, podcasts and content like you have to offer are the next generation entrepreneurs, because I can tell you who's not listening to stuff like this. <laughs> it's yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, as we start to get to, towards the, the, um, the end of our time together, uh, I always like to ask our guests, uh, we've heard about your past and your present. Um, yeah. Now looking forward to the future, I have a, a term that I like to use called your cringeworthy vision, a vision mm. so big, it makes you cringe to, yeah. to you know, think about even sharing it with people. Yes. Now you've already done so much and you've already created such a, a, a large community. So, um, you know, there's some people who feel like, oh, I've already done that. But is there anything looking forward that um, uh, would fit that, that bill? Definitely. Um, and thank you for saying that. You know, we, we are very proud of our accomplishments, but I promise you we have not even started to scratch the surface. Um, for 10 years, I have had a particular person on my vision board that I could see as the tribe leader of this brand and taking it to a level that I can't take it, only she can. Mm. Um, and that, that, that cringeworthy uh, <laughs> idea is that we would be able to partner with Pink. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, she just embodies everything that our beautiful disaster tribe uh, believes in and resonates with. She is raw and she is real and she has battled demons and mm. she's open and talking about it. And, um, you know, it, this is a little premature, but I, I, I finally, I can get to her for the first time in 10 years. So I'm cringing as we speak because <laughs> like, I may actually have this opportunity what do you say? Are you going to say it wrong? Like, is your offer going to be way far off? Like there's so many cringe worthy moments at oh, taking man. an opportunity like this. But if I can just articulate to her what we're really doing, you know, through, through the beautiful disaster brand, you know, maybe she'll say yes. Maybe she'll say Hell yes. That's right. <laughs> oh, I've never had anybody do that. That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, good luck with that. That's awesome. And I don't know if you've shared that before, but I'm honored no, that you- I, have, I mean, I've shared that pink has been on my vision board, but this is a, a recent development that we finally have 
navigated through the labyrinth that um, we, we stand a real shot at her at least knowing we exist. So <laughs> to me, that is like really freaking cool. You know, exactly. even if she says no, it's, it's like I got there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. After 10 Just, years. After 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. 10 yeah. years on the vision board. That is awesome. Yep. And it helps that your hair is already, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Well, I wish you best of luck with that. And, you know, we're going to stay kind of connected on social media. So yeah. I will look for updates about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, what if um, I, I can imagine that people could guess where they could find you at this point, but uh, <laughs> for people who want to connect with you more, uh, where on the internet can they find you? So you can um, definitely check out our brand at bdrocks.com okay. mm -hmm. and all the social medias at Beautiful Disaster Clothing. Uh, the only one that's different is Twitter. Twitter is bdrocks. Mm -hmm. And I am absolutely open for any questions or comments that any of your listeners might have. They can email me personally at christina at bdrocks.com. Okay. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at bdrocks.com. Um, I am happy to, you know, answer any questions or even just say thanks for listening to, you know, to anybody that wants to reach out. And um, the private group is going to be a little difficult to find on purpose. It's kind of something that you have to be invited to, but you can find Beautiful Disaster Tribe, which is our public group. And if you're engaging in that group in any way, chances are you'll probably get invited to the private group if that's somewhere you want to be. We also encourage if there's anybody out there that identifies, you know, with who we are at Beautiful Disaster and you know you have a story to tell and you feel like you want to tell that story, our blog is an unbelievable, incredible place not only to read stories, but if you feel called to do so, to share your story too. And, and that's at bdrocks.com. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Christina. So hopefully some of our listeners will, will connect with you more after this. Um, so, uh, so thank you so much for joining us. I feel really inspired by your, uh, your, your story and everything that you're doing. Um, and I always like to round things out by saying hell yes together with my guests on the count of three. Are you ready and willing to do that? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So it's kind of like a hell yes. That kind okay. Of Some people don't know. Uh, so <laughs> one, two, three. Hell, hell yes. yes. All right, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.